Hello and welcome to The Huddle. Liam Santa Maria with you and it's been another big week in the NBL. Signings, announcements, it's been a big fortnight for the Brisbane Bullets. A new import, a new next star and a high profile development player announced and the man they're going to play for is my guest today, James Duncan, former Sydney Kings assistant, now the head coach with the Bullets. JD, welcome, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How's Brisbane? Great. 24 today. The sun's shining, so uh, I have nothing to complain about. Nothing. Have about. you uh, have you got to know the city? Have you been for some walks along the river? So um, anybody that knows me knows that I don't go for walks. Right? So, um, but the Brisbane, like every Saturday, Sunday, like I'm out there going for a walk and it's just so unusual that I'm doing this right now, but it's just, it's pleasant. People are nice. Everybody's saying hello. Um, actually, I, I call that my office because I've been meeting all the players down there and walking around. So it's been great. Uh, and you guys have been out on the court a little bit, just starting to tick things over with some guys. A little bit of individual work for sure. Um, obviously, just like the rest of the MBL teams, not everybody's in right now. Um, we're for sure getting on the court, but a lot of a lot of time in the weight room, getting our bodies right and 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 uh, getting healthy right now. Are you one of those coaches <clears throat> who during those sessions lifts with the boys? <laughs> you look like you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yes, I'll be in there with them and I'll be lifting some weights because some of these guys are embarrassing me. So I, I got to get in there and, and try to do something right now. I, I am getting older, I'm 44 now. So, um, yes, I am in there doing a little bit of lifting right now. Um, I remember Gorgian is a classic case of lifting with the fellas. And I can remember uh, as a rookie playing for him and tipping weights off the bar during doing squats and Gorge coming up and saying, Lim, I was never as bad as you. <laughs> do you talk smack in the white room? No, I do not because I, I know like it just doesn't make any sense. These guys are lifting hard and I'm I'm just in there just trying to, to keep up and just um, lose some of that right here. Down I hear here. you. I hear yeah. you. So. How are you feeling about taking this leap? You've your your coaching journey, 16 years or so coaching, one year as a head coach along that road. And now you're stepping in the man in charge on the sidelines for the bullets. How are you feeling about that a couple of months out from opening night? Um, just super excited because um there's a foundation here, like of um good high-level players, right? And so um I would say my experiences along the way has prepared me for this moment, especially um, the last two years, um, working with Will and, and then last season, Forty and I working together. So I'm eager, I'm excited. Um, putting the team together has been um, interesting. It's like a puzzle, right? Some days are really, really good. Some days are like, come on, like seriously. But um, getting out into the community, which is very important to what we're trying to do here in Brisbane as well. But um, a lot and then paying attention to what's going on around the league with other teams and how they're putting their teams together. I'm just, I was like, oh, all right, interesting, you know. So everybody is trying to get their teams right. And um, yeah, it's an exciting time for me. Like I, I, 
I have um, CJ with me and, and Vandy with me and, and Sam helping me put the team together. So we have a good group of guys and basketball minds. And so we're moving along in the right direction right now, I feel. It's a different job though, isn't it? As 100%. To an assistant coach. 100%. What? I like, so just sorry to cut you off. So like as an assistant, you can sit there and say, coach, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. I think you, but there's like, there's nothing on you. Right. right? As soon as you step over to the other chair, you're just like, slow down, buddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just, it's just a different animal because it all, it all sits on you. And mm. so, um, yeah, like that's the biggest thing that I've recognized, like from being an assistant to being a head coach to being an assistant, like you can give all the, the advice as an assistant, which is your responsibility and be truthful and, and, um, and open. But when it comes to being that seat over, when it sits on your shoulders every day mm. um, and you're dealing with 12 players that have their own, you know, whatever's going on in their life, it's, I've, I've said to people, it's not a video game, right? So it's not like a 2K or something like that, NBA 2K, where you're just, you know, playing this video game, you're dealing with personalities and you're dealing with um, families, like uh, players have their kids that might be up until two o'clock in the morning, they didn't get enough sleep, they come to practice, they're tired, they're irritated. Like you deal with that, right? And so it's just not about the X's and O's. It's about so much more than that and trying to understand where that player is coming from or the player hasn't seen their family in six months or like all those different things. And so that's part of being a head coach Oh, and then we also have to do X's and O's and prepare for practice and prepare for games and prepare mm. for whoever that the next opponent is right away. Oh, and then you also have to go do a, a podcast or an interview or, or a, a membership, call. like all those things are encompassed in it. And I would say the last two years watching specifically Will, like how he handled himself, like he never got rattled. <laughs> like, he just never got rattled. And it was just like, I told him that directly to his face. It's just like, I'm just so impressed with how you handled your everyday life, how family life and then work life. He was just like this constantly. Except for that one occasion in Melbourne. <clears throat> Except for the one occasion. Except for so, that one. <laughs> so if you, you're counting 365 days and you want to count that one day. Well, well it was Which memorable. Was, <laughs> Which was like, you know, out of nowhere, kind of, but mm -hmm. it was great. Like, I think the guys responded to that, like mm -hmm. understanding, like he could be this way, but if you push him to that point, all right, like he's on, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's, it's all part of the journey. Uh, do, do you have that line? I can't picture you going to where he went that day. So, um, for me, and this is just my opinion, like everybody has a different opinion, but my role as an assistant is like, you prepare the team, the players and the coach to the best of your ability for everything, right? right. But you are in the background and the coach is the forefront of that. And right. I, like the head coach is the forefront of that. And I have no problem with that. And like making sure the players are playing to their optimal level. Um, when you step over, it's it's just different. Like I, it's it's just different. Like 
you are, I'm not up and about on the bench, you know, like I'll talk to players, I'll talk to the coach, but it's not my style to, to be like that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that other guys that are like that, that I have a problem with, like, that's just who they are. But for me, it's just like, you know, be calm and just evaluate the situation. Right. And I feel like, um, when I am like that, it's easier to approach me, but also there's more, when I do get upset, you feel it, right? Like if I'm always yelling and screaming, it's just, they, I, I, I think that players at the end block it out. But if you're one way, you know, and you're calm and you're direct in what you're saying, um, and then you lose it for whatever reason, I think from my playing days, in my my history players are like oh sh like like all right he's he means business at this point mm -hmm. right? and so um i just I, I value that like some of the my mentors they're the exact same way and i and i value that a lot you're talking about um your playing days your history your mentors there yeah. you started obviously heading to europe after college played a couple of years there in germany and then you quickly got into yeah. coaching game yeah. yeah um what's been your favorite spot along the journey before you came to australia yeah. uh, that you spent time at and perhaps learned the most um germany deutschland is um munich is home for me um my fiance and my um my daughter live in, in germany and um, I had the most success as an assistant with um, Chris Fleming, who's the lead assistant for the Chicago Bulls. Um, he used to be uh, the head coach of the German national team. And um, we, I, I coached with him at, um, in Rosa Baskets, Bamberg. Mm -hmm. um, we had a lot of success and we were one of the only German teams that were playing in the EuroLeague, right? Mm. So, during this time, like we don't have the budgets like Real Madrid and Barcelona. So we're like coming up with different ways to play like ball movement, like crisp ball movement, spacing. And then the other th side to it is like player development. Like that's what we, we hung our hat on, right? And so um, Kyle Hines, which has had a great um, European career. He was in division two Italy before he came to us helped him develop, exploded. PJ Tucker, before he went to NBA and did all the things he's doing in the NBA, he was with, he was with us. Tibor Fleiss, who just won a EuroLeague championship with uh, Ephes, he was with us. Brian Roberts, and like, so all these guys, like when they were at that young developing age, they came through our program, we helped them develop. As they developed, we got better. Um, we had a lot of success in Germany and we were competing in the EuroLeague. And that's probably where I had the best amount of time and the, learned the, the most amount from, like Chris just really trusted me. Um, we would sit in rooms talking about offense all day, all long, like all day long, and just trying to manipulate how we move and just create opportunities for these guys that were developing to show their skill set, right? And so from there, um, having success that lead that led to some opportunities in Asia or in Japan.
it's funny how life and the basketball world work. Um, you talk about Kyle Hines there and the time you spent with him. Well, he's now an owner of the Bullets, yes. as you know. I mean, was this link a part? Did you touch base with him? You guys know each other from back then. How yeah. has that impacted on your getting involved with the organization? So we touched base um, a little bit, not too, not too often. But um, when I went through the interview process, obviously Kyle was like part of the ownership group. So he was in there. And so there was a connection there and he, he realized my journey, like where mm-hmm. I've come from, from Quackenbrook to Bamberg to Japan. And so he was extremely happy for me, but just like everybody else, I had to go through the process mm-hmm. and make them understand what my vision was and did it align with them and where we were trying to go. But it was good to have a familiar face there because he understood who I was. I think um, part of the this journey, like right now here in Australia, people are still trying to figure out who I am mm-hmm. because I'm not like banging my chest, like, look at me, right? And so um, you would say, if you look at my resume, you would say, oh, all right, like he's he's been here, he's done this, he's done that. But if you say James Duncan, you're like, huh, who's that, right? And I get it, like, I understand that, but, like that doesn't deter me from where I want to go and where we want to bring the Brisbane Bullets and um, what my philosophy is and how I want to um, bring people along with me. Talk about where you want to go with the Brisbane Bullets. Since yeah. the Bullets came back into the league, uh, first two years, wooden spoon, and then the last three years, around 500, maybe a tick over one of those years, one trip to the playoffs, no playoff wins. What's what's the path forward for the organization, do you think, to, to get over that hump to become, you know, a championship contender? So um, we're going to sort of like dive into a little bit of basketball. So like it's clear, like Brisbane was my scout, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So for two years, these they, they were my scouts and I kind of understood what they were trying to do. And they were very, they were very good offensively. Right. Um, and at times, like, okay, defensively. So for me, like, this is the message that I've been um, putting forth to the organization and to the playing group. Um, like, y'all want to play, you better play defense, right? Like, we gotta, if we wanted, if we want teams to take us seriously, right? Like, we have to defend, you know, we have to have an edge to us, we have to be physical, right? Um, to finish off the defense, we got to rebound. Like, that's just how it is. Like, we got to finish off our defense by rebounding the ball, and then we can run and push the offense, which is what you guys want to do anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And then this, and the last thing is, like, our effort level. Like, we have to give it a crack. I love that, that thing. <laughs> we have to give it a crack, like, every, every day in practice, every day in the weight room, every day when we have a game, like, we got to give it a crack. And people have to understand like, oh, like you feel it. Like, you know, like you commentating a game and you know the effort that's going on within that game. And we need to be doing that. And um, that's been the message that I've been hammering home since I got the job is like, we need to do these three things because if we do those things, will give us an opportunity to win the game. We might not like, you know, who knows what happens at the end, but we're there. 
we're there. We're, we're there because we're doing these small things and we're defending and we're rebounding. And then when you have Sobes, when you have LP, when you have Jace, when you have Rob, when you have Isaiah, when you have all these different offensive pieces, you're hoping that one of these guys get it rolling at some point and that to push you over the edge, right? But if we're not doing that defensive side of the game, it's just, it's like, all right, fellas, like roll the ball out. Let's see what happens, you know? And that's not how, that's not how I want it to be. And that's, this is one of the things I've been demanding um, since I've got the job. I think one guy you're going to love working with is Nathan Sobey. Um, you know, you talk about having a crack, playing both sides of the floor. Um, and then also, you know, I mean, obviously you come in, he's the franchise guy, he's an MVP caliber performer last season, but he's also, you know, you come from a player development standpoint. This is a guy who just continues to find ways to improve. You know, 2017, he's the league's most improved player. Last season, not only is an MVP candidate, he's a nominee, one of the 11 nominees for most improved player again. What, what are your impressions of Nathan Sobey coming in? Killer competitor wants to win wants to get to the finals um as i said like he like brisbane was my scout right and so i'm like preparing these are the scouting report and i'm like ah like he's a headache right so i'm sitting there like all right here's here's soaps and so like last season he got to this level that great players get to like the first season, he he like he would have a great day and you get a great game and he'd be like, God damn, like, oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the next game would be okay, mm-hmm. right? A few games, and then he would get like god damn, right? Mm-hmm. Last season it was like, God damn, like, like god damn, <laughs> god damn. And he just stayed at that level. Yeah. And he's just he's just calm and and he has his purpose to what everything that he that everything that he did, and he didn't have that my first year in Sydney, and um, he had that last year. And I asked him about like like we had a meeting when I got the job and I talked to him. I was like, Sobs, like talk to me about like what changed. And he's just like, I just I just found this calmness and this level of stability of playing. I didn't get rattled. Basically, what is what he said. And so um, I think you guys know more than I do. Like you've always seen that he was able to get to this, this peak of playing like, wow, this is amazing basketball. Mm-hmm. And so last season it was just, he stayed at that, he stayed at that level mm. um, and he carried the team and he became more of a leader of the team and then found his place. And um, he also, I, I believe like he found the balance between um, work and life mm. right you know like his family life and so um he just has a more of appreciation for that and just it, it just all came together so i'm super excited about that like coaching him and, and and being a part of the process and player development but i'm also excited for him that he's a bronze medalist like that whole experience for him um the journey that he was on so like obviously with the bullets is it was a different role than he had with the boomers. Right. Mm. And so we also talked about him, like just coming into the game and, and having an impact on the game throughout this past summer. Right. At, at the Olympics. And that's what he talked about. Like, I'm just coming in. I'm going to make an impact. I'm going to make an impact. And he did like, 
huge impacts in a certain amount of games, right? To help yeah. them get over the hump. And so for me, him being in that role, now he understands like when he comes back to the bullets, what some of the other guys go through, right? Like he's walked in their shoes for some of our role players potentially, right? Like he knows what it's like to, to like for, for Krebs and some of these other guys um, that are gonna be coming in to play a similar role that he had with the boomers, what it's like. And once you have a better understanding for that, like it's easier for you to like, okay, to guide them in the right direction. Because mm -hmm. he's no, he knows what it's like to be there, right? So I'm super excited for him that, that he went through that experience and had the success and success. And now that he's back, um, he's he's slowly getting back into it. But I'm just like, he's a maniac. Like he he wants to, he wants to work, he wants to get in the gym, he wants to lift weights. Like I'm just like, bro, like slow, <laughs> slow down, man. Like you just came back and um like take your time to get back and we'll 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 get it cracking. Don't worry. So it's been nice. And the other guy you mentioned in the same breath as Sobes before, you mentioned Jace Kadi, obviously the captain leader of the team, but was Lamar. Um, how do you tap back into the LP that when he arrived in Australia a few years ago was, was instantly one of the very best players in the league? Love it. So um, Sam, myself, and, and the coaching staff like challenged LP to be better, right? Like we know your skill set, like everybody knows your skill set and what you could do. And not many players have that, right? And so now it's on you to, to, to take it upon yourself to, to do something about it, right? And so he's been here in, in Brisbane the whole summer, sorry, not summer, winter. Um, he's been here the whole winter, getting himself ready for the new season, getting himself fit. Um, our high performance team has been working with him. And um, yes, I'm, I'm super excited about what he could bring to us and what I think he's going to bring to us. Um, as I said to you before, we, we went on this walk and we were having a pretty good conversation, you know, and he has certain goals, which like I won't touch on, like that's for him to talk about, mm -hmm. but um, he's definitely motivated. I can tell you that, mm -hmm. like very motivated. Um, and he loves Brisbane and he loves the fans. Like it's, it's unusual for, um, I would say import players to be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay in Australia for the whole time and not go back to the States or wherever they're from. And he decided to do that because he, first he wanted to get himself ready for the season. And second, because he just loves being in Brisbane. So, um, I have a saying, um, everybody has an opinion but actions are the truth, right? He's now putting some actions behind some of the stuff that we've been talking about. And so that's that's big time for me. Mm. And big time for the organization and the players, they see it. Of course. Has he been, um, has he been back on his bike? I'm, I, it, that's a saying that we have in Australia, you know, to get on your bike means to kind of get going. But I'm told he actually, when he's in Brisbane, has rides around on a bike. I don't know who your source is, but that source is uh, 100% correct. Uh-huh. Um, he's puts the helmet on. <laughs> puts the helmet on, gets This on is not bike. a motorbike. <laughs> not a motorbike, a bicycle. Mm -hmm. All right? Gets on the bike and rides to rides to uh rides to practice. Nice rides to Nissan Arena, 
mm-hmm. gets in, we're, we're getting in the gym, lifting weights. Get but on, games? Getting on the courts. Do you know if he ride? does he ride to games? I have no idea. I, I have, I don't know about last season. We need to find that out. I, I have no idea about that, but I can <laughs> only tell you about what's been going on this season mm-hmm. since I've been here. Like he's riding to weights. He's riding to encore practice in different spots throughout Brisbane as well. Okay. Um, even when he came out to meet me, like, so he's in South bank and I'm just basically in the city. He rode over on his bike. Like I was just like, all right, LP, okay, I see you. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's um, it's good. It's good. Um, let's touch base also on some of those guys that I alluded to off the top. You know, the new import, Robert Franks. Uh, let's start with him. What, I, you weren't the only club that was kind of zeroing in and closing in on him. There was a sigh of kind of annoyance elsewhere around the league when you guys signed him and announced him. What's he going to bring to the team? Um, he's hungry. Like he is. I, I spoke to him on the phone. He's like, coach, I'm, I'm ready to get out to Brisbane now. Right. Hmm. So um, he brings, obviously he brings shooting. Obviously he brings like a championship pedigree um, that he j- just won with Lake um, with the Orlando magic uh, G league team. Mm-hmm. Um, he brings rebounding, which is what we obviously, which what I talked about earlier, um, desperately, desperately need. Um, we can put the ball in his hands to create a little bit, but he can space the floor. And with his gravity, because you have to respect his shot, like he's so dangerous in that area, he'll pull people towards him. And if they don't want to play him, then he'll, you know, do what he does and and, and knock down open shots. And um, from my conversations with him, he's just like, Coach, I want to play defense and and I and I want to win. Let's 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 get this thing going. Um, I want to meet the I want to meet my teammates and, and I'm excited to to get out there. And so um, yeah, like we. We're ecstatic to have him. Like, as you said, there's other teams looking at him and very interested in him. And and um, for him to choose us, um, very, very happy about that. What about the, the couple of new young fellas that have been added to the mix? The next are Tom Digbo from Spain and France and Chuan Xing Lu, seven foot five <laughs> of the man coming over from China as a DP. So Tom is is talented, um, crazy athlete, you know, and um, having conversations with, with Tom. And so it's like Sam was in there as well. And like, he understands like nothing is going to be given to him uh-huh. like, as the next stars. Like if you want it, you have an opportunity to come here and grab it, but you got to come get it. Right. And so he, he, he needs to come work and he's excited about doing that. And so um, he's going to be able to guard multiple positions. He's long. Um, he he wants to be able to play defense. And I and I think with these next stars in general, right? The NBA is obviously like the next step for all of them. Okay. As a next star, you have to figure out like where you're going to fit in the NBA, right? And I don't want to like. I'm going to go a little bit off a little bit like so JT and Diddy right like JT brings like a crazy amount of energy motor defensive energy and teams value that and that's why he's been able to excel with the Rockets from from there he continues to develop and knock down open shots and things like that Diddy like defensive wing player 
right? Like gets after picking up Doncic in the backcourt, right? And play like, who does that, right? So like, he's kind of figuring out if I want to stick, these are the things that I have to do. Like, you're not, everyone is not going to be a scorer. Mm. There's 450 players in the NBA. Probably about a hundred of them are professional scorers, right? The other, what, 350, 300? They've found their niche, niche, like to stick, mm. rebounding, making other players better, being a great team teammate, whatever it is, you got to find that. And I think with some of these next stars and Tom, like, this is what we're going to help him do. Like, we're going to help him develop his skill set and things like that. But he needs to be realistic to where he's going to fit in to the NBA if he's going to get there and teams are going to look at him like, yo, like he can play wing or three, three D wing. He can knock down an open shot. He's a good teammate. So if he doesn't play minutes, he's not whinging about it. Like all those things matter when you get to that point. And so um, conversations with him, he, he seems to understand that and, and he's pretty excited about getting here. Um, big Lou, <laughs> what do you, <laughs> What can you say? Like um, unexpected, but very happy, excited to have him. He's gonna um, create a different dimension totally to what we can do. Rim protection, um, great finisher around the rim. Um, are you gonna guard on Liam? <laughs> no. <laughs> right? no. So like, you know what I mean? Like obviously teams, I, I get it. Like teams are gonna put him in on balls and things right. like that. Yeah. You know, so we got to be creative in that area, but to the other side to it, like that's seven foot five in the paint area. Somebody has to guard him. And if guys are, if he's attracting that of gravity, like he's attracting attention to himself, other guys are going to be open. Um, had a, had a conversation with him as well with the translator. Um, and I know that some other teams were after him as well. Mm -hmm. And he chose the bullets, right? Which also says something about what we're doing here in Brisbane and the player development and us being a destination club, right? So pretty excited about that. I don't know how the sleeping, like what type of bed he needs, and like <laughs> a driving arrange arrangements, like all those things have to be worked out. Yeah. But um yeah, man, like he he's 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 skilled too. Like he's a skilled player that um, can get up and down on the floor. And so I, I'm 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 so intrigued about him. The last person, so Bogues was, you know, pretty big as well. And and I stood beside Luke, right? But the last person that I coached that big was Tibor Fleiss, who was 7'3, who's mm -hmm. who's in um who's in FS right now. Tyrell might need to show him which which shops to to head to. <laughs> No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> All right. So to finish up, you, you, you throw those other guys, Jace and, and Anthony Dremick and the rapidly improving Tyrell Harrison, as I mentioned there. And, and that's your squad. Isaiah Moss is going to contribute as well. When, when you think about all of that, brand new head coach into the mix. Yep. You got to, that, that sometimes takes a little um, adjusting to what, what does success look like for the Bullets? this season to you um are we getting better each and every day right like 
are we getting better on the court? Are we getting better in the weight room? Are we getting better off the court? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you balancing your time from um, practice to your, your personal life, right? Are we, as I said at the beginning, are we getting better defensively? Like this is what I'm gonna hammer home over and over again. Like, are we getting better there? And are we staying consistent there? And if we're consistent there, I feel like we'll have success. I don't know how much success, because I'm sure every other team is saying the exact same thing, mm -hmm. right? But if we're consistent there and everyone is buying in to this idea, um, we're gonna be all right. Um, and then the other side to it is also just what we do in the community, right? It's been a tough time. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's crazy out there right now, right? And so um, we need to get out into the community and show that we care and, and show support and shake hands and, and go to high schools and, and just meet everybody that we could meet so that there's this, we become more of a, a fabric in Brisbane, because I think that's been a little bit lost throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's a big aspect to what we're trying to do. Um, yes, we want to win. Everybody wants to win, right? And, and that's important for me. And I want to win. But there's more to it than just um, winning basketball games. There's this community side to it. And there's doing things the right way and caring about your teammate and making sure they're all right and, um, and helping guys get better. Like we want to create an environment of improving and, and, and pushing guys to the limit and also, and also making guys feel uncomfortable, right? Like uncomfortable, then they figure it out, then they're comfortable. And so one of the, one of the, um, one of the things that I'll just like, Will, I'll just bring up Will again. And um, he like challenged me, man. Like he really challenged me. Like I thought I knew bas like basketball, mm. but like when I started working with him, he like challenged me in different ways. And it was like frustrating at times. Like, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't really know that. But two years later, like I'm better for that. And um, the impact that he had, like he'll never admit it. He'll never admit it. But the impact that he had on me and that playing group and in Sydney, like goes far beyond like what real people really know. And I'm so appreciative to that. And um, that's prepared me for the opportunity that I have here. Well, I'm, I'm excited for you, man, to have this opportunity. So go get big lure bed. <laughs> Make sure LP's tires are pumped up and have yourself a cracking season, mate. Great to chat. I appreciate it, man. Keep doing a great job out there. Um, as we talked about um, earlier on our call, like it's an exciting time to be in the MBL, right? So you you put aside um, COVID for a second, TV deal, mm. Josh Giddy, Lomelo, JT, Diddy, like there's so like Jock. all this all the stuff that's going on right here like jeremy and larry like they're all doing a great job yourself include a homicide everybody's doing a great job promoting the game and like it's an exciting time like people mm -hmm. are calling me out like first this is the last story so I, I when i got this job like all of a sudden i'm just like my phone's like wouldn't it stop hmm. 
texting congratulations people i have no idea i've never heard like i've never i have no idea who these people are hey i want to come to australia mbl is where it's at wow what you know so i'm just excited for the opportunity and and um you guys have been doing a great job like kudos to you thank you man tip my hat thank you have a great season appreciate it brother